0: day weekend for you. Oh, that's the worst time to be there. All these, like, slob idiots are up there. Hey! Right. The tire tracks go up the hill! boom The tire tracks! boom Dog, dog, dog! So, they'll see those and be like, Wait, so excuse you? <laughs> the corpse drinking? <laughs> I've never seen... In my 42 years, I've never seen a corpse drinking. Well, I am offended. That, that is something that people say about you. Oh, Kyle, yeah, he takes things in stride. I just want to make sure, you know, I didn't need to have a kind, calm conversation with you regarding uh, your paying job stealing from your non-paying job. Which, I mean, if you think about it... Wealthy, stealing from the poor, but who am I? It's only been a week, but boy, do I did I forget how much I enjoy Bobcat Voice. I can't believe it took us, well, in fairness, it didn't take us 225 episodes to figure out, because as everybody knows who's been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, We already know that Steve has nailed James Earl Brown from... James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, sorry. From Field of Dreams. (laughs) Hold on. Voice. Oh, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Ray. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. It's like you're there. It's like you're sitting (laughs) in the field from the 1987 feature film... Field of Dreams, <laughs> and you're sitting next to Feathered Hair, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, yep. So, it didn't take us that long to realize it, but I think we really nailed it last week mm-hmm. that we apparently can do some voices. <laughs> we've Especially- got We've got Sand Hill uh, Hillbillies. Right. And then we had... Uh, uppity offended people <laughs> never in my life have I heard. excuse me have i heard such a thing hmm. so maybe what i'm saying <laughs> is we just start treating this thing like jeff dunham oh yeah we get a puppet yeah it's uh-huh. perfect for the audio medium yeah and we just start doing voices all the time yeah so i'll have a puppet on my shoulder mm-hmm. making wacky puppet. Uh, sayings. You need to be, and board- I'll do it like while I'm drinking water, so everyone thinks that the puppet's really talking. You, we need to be borderline racially insensitive, though. Yeah, definitely, because that's what yeah. really brings <laughs> the, the ventriloquist <laughs> act home. All right, that's one for the poll right there. <laughs> is <laughs> is the foundation of any good ventriloquist act? Borderline racism. Borderline racism. <laughs> yep. I mean, hard to argue with that. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. We uh, Some of these characters or caricatures that we create over the uh, tens and hundreds of episodes of this that we've done mm-hmm. end up really taking hold. And I don't know why, but I almost want... I need a physical incarnation of the uppity guy now. Like, I want to see... The uppity guy. <laughs> I want to see yeah. the you know the, what we voiced as uh, the Sandhill Billies. Well, uppity guy definitely is wearing a turtleneck and a monocle. Yeah, and a sport coat over the turtleneck. We might. I might overuse the monocle in my character idea. No, no I think, such thing. No such thing. When was? When do you think? Not ironically, the last person was to utilize. On a, on a daily basis, right? Because they need it to look at something close. A monocle. 30s? The 1930s? 30s or 40s? Because Maybe that's I, another one for the poll. What was the heyday of the monocle? Yeah. We had to give them a couple options. Yeah, I think 30s or 40s. Sometime in I'm there. I'm sorry. I'm still posting is the benchmark of any good ventriloquist <laughs> act. <laughs> Borderline racism. Um, because I think most people would... Associate the monocle, especially today, with Monopoly Man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. J- Is, JP Moneybags. I was gonna say, does he have a name I never I think it, I think it's JP Moneybags. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. JP because JP Moneybags. Wasn't there uh or did the Rich Uncle Penny bags? Rich Uncle Penny Bags. Yeah, that's the mascot of the game Monopoly. I don't know what I'm thinking with JP money bags. Well, you were close-ish. Yeah. Moneybags, I mean... Bags. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. The only thing we got Uncle, right was bags. Uncle Rich? It was Rich Uncle Pennybags. Rich Uncle Pennybags. So, like, when my nephews come up to me and say, Hey, Uncle Kyle, in this instance, mm-hmm. Pennybags' nephews and nieces would come up and say, Hi, Rich Uncle? Hi, Rich Uncle Pennybags. I think if you're rich if you go by rich uncle penny bags people even your closest relatives are instructed from a young age you do not call him rich you call him rich uncle penny bags <laughs> every time because that wouldn't it be, it'd why, be uncle rich yeah, why, why like wouldn't it be why be wouldn't rich. it be uncle rich Pennybags, not rich uncle penny bags Boy, they, oh, I they get really, it. Did, they, I get it. They no, really no rich is the descriptor. Rich is not the name. Like it's not well, short yeah. for Richard. So, but is his first name Pennybags, or is it the last name Pennybags? And why does Uncle need an adjective? <laughs> I don't know. Is that Parker Brothers? Uh, I'm out of hell with all of them. <laughs> because I think the monocles associated with him. Apparently named Rich Uncle Pennybags. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so I wasn't completely crazy in calling him J.P. Pony, JP Moneybags. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is depicted as a portly old man with a mustache who wears a morning suit. A morning suit? Boy, you don't want to be called portly with ever. A, <laughs> with a bow tie and a top hat. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It said something about J.P. Morgan. What is... Is it the... Um, is it the planter's peanut? Is it Mr. Peanut has a monocle as well? I don't think he does. I think that that's one of the, the examples of... um. No, he does. I'm looking at it right now. He does? Yeah, he's got a monocle and a top hat. Boy, Parker Brothers wouldn't have a lawsuit on their hand. Hmm. Maybe... Yeah, he's got a cane. He's got a top a minute, hat maybe, and a monocle. Maybe Pennybags doesn't have a monocle. Maybe that's... Hang on. Oh, hang hold on. Hold up. Has hold, everybody been wrong? Hold up. He does not. Are you kidding me? That is one of the examples of the Mandala effect, which is uh, when people swear that they remember things in a certain way, even though it was never like that. Like the whole thing with how people insist that Sinbad was in a movie called like Kazam or Shazam or something back in the 90s, but it never existed. It's just something that people have invented over time. Yeah, see, yeah, Rich Uncle Pennybags. No monocle. Wow. No monocle. So it is really just Mr. Pina and I... Huh. I really combined somehow Mr. Peena I think everybody has. And the Monopoly Man. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be on the poll, too. Did you think that the Monopoly Man had a monocle? Yeah. Because um, that is an upset. By the way, it is Sunday, August 16th. 2020 the year of our lord the steven kyle podcast episode number 200 and boy are we off to a fiery start well listen steve we've got to get to the bottom of the important issues today and if you what you're saying is the 1940s board game monopoly spokesperson slash cartoon uh mascot isn't important you're gonna to need to take a look back at what we've done in this podcast for mm-hmm. years yeah because you're wrong. This is how it goes. It's exactly how it goes. Um, how much? Well, how rich is the Monopoly Man? Well, I didn't know that a, a fictional character. Well, Steve, we're about to dive down this rabbit hole because I mean, <laughs> hold on. Let me put my swim cap on, and because uh, I'm ready. Got my goggles on. I'm ready for a deep dive and real deep dive. Yeah, and we're we're one of those. It's either an adventure movie. Or something where we're throwing, like, that glow stick or the flare, oh, and yeah. we're throwing it down the open... What are they... Is that base diving? Base jumping. Base jumping. Yeah. Base jumping. Uh, we're about to base jump in to who is the richest fictional character. You never go base jumping, right? No, I don't think there's enough money in the world. Okay. <laughs> that question did not need to be asked. Number four. Okay. Well, first of so all, they don't have exact amounts for a lot of these. Uh Gordon Gecko. Is that falling away, right? Or Brit? what is that movie? No, Gordon Gecko uh, Wall Street. Wall Street. What am I thinking of? The other uh, You're thinking of a Geico Gecko? That's it. <laughs> Very rich man. I mean he's got a lot of money. Gordon Gecko, number fourteen. They just jump around a few. Monty Burns. Would have expected him to be oh, from uh, the Simpsons, uh, to yeah. be higher. Number 12. What's he got? How much? It doesn't say. What the... Like, they're giving me this list. Hang on. Let me see if I can get right... You know what? I can get right to the Forbes list. We can stop this uh, middleman nonsense. Well, you're not going to believe this, Steve, but over the course of nine years, Forbes has deleted their list from 2011. What the hell? But we do have some numbers here for the top. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Forbes has assessed that the highly distinguished members of its 2011 list have an average net worth of $9.86 billion each. Whoa, boy. Up 20% from the year prior. So things were good in fiction land mm-hmm. from 2010 to 2011. Uh, they're said to be worth totally $131.5 billion, which, as Forbes point out, points out is more than the uh, domestic gross domestic product of New Zealand. Mm, That's interesting. Number four is Richie Rich. Well I mean he he did have a swimming pool just filled with money. Yeah. I feel like he's probably undervalued on this list. With a name like Richie Rich if you're not the richest kind of a loser. The runner up. That's going to be a bummer. Twilight's Carlisle Cullen? Oh, of course. Cari Car, as they call him. They may... Cari Cull. Carkle. 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 It's like Urgle. Should be noted that due to his being 370 years old. Oh, that's a bit of a disadvantage, or a bit, <laughs> bit of an advantage for him. The decision to invest a tiny amount of capital in 1670 <laughs> and letting the interest accrue has paid off. Yeah, okay. Charcoal. And Steve in first place You have a first place guess it Absolutely not Oh come on Fictional character It's the It's when you think money Fictional character mm, I know This is the one that you would You would think of Steve. Well Batman was loaded He had that whole uh, That's true No that is true And I don't even see Batman On Butler. this shoddy list That I'm reading off of That's nine years old Number one though Scrooge McDuck Oh, yeah. Said, in light of the price of gold rising more than 30% from year to year, Forbes reckons his net worth $44.1 billion. Billion with a B, folks. Billion with a B. This list putting uh, the Monopoly man at number nine. Mr. Monopoly, they're calling him on this list, which, as we now know, is not true and insulting. It is rich Uncle Pennybags. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. That's about all we have time for today. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining. <laughs> for, this, for this deep dive. I feel like we should just do mini-sodes on whatever we talk about for the first eight minutes. <laughs> it's gone from Sonny Bono to Rick Allen. We're now talking Rich Uncle Pennybags and Mr. Peanut. Mm-hmm. Maybe next week, if we're on this type of roll, we can talk about the California Raisins and whatever oh, happened boy, with them. Yeah, what did ever happen? They heard it through the grapevine. Who would have broken up the California Raisins? Wasn't there one, like, big diva? Was there one female in the California Raisins? Well, let's find out instantly. California. You know what? I'm sorry, everybody. This isn't what you come here for. The California Raisins. I don't know what you come here for, to be very frank with you. We're a fictional rhythm and blues animated musical group, as well as advertising and merchandising characters consisting, uh, composed of anthromorphosized... Did I? Anthromorphosized anthropomorphized yeah yeah because yeah, anthropomorphic is a word right yep that's the one okay uh lead vocals of course i mean i don't have to tell you the uh prune <laughs> what was what was his name uh, yeah they had names <laughs> yeah, they did really was this like the Chicken McNugget characters that McDonald's had? Did those have names back in the 80s? Sure. I I, I don't have a clue. Buddy Miles. Buddy Miles, of course. Raisins were popular in the mid to late 80s through claymation TV commercials and animated specials, winning an Emmy Award and one nomination. Just... Wait, what did I come here for? What did we want to know? Uh, who broke him up? <laughs> Let's see. I said wasn't... decline. Okay. Oh, okay. hey! I knew there was a reason those idiots broke up. Who yokoed them? Although popular with the public, the California raisins campaign was uh, eventually failed because its production costs of the raisin growers. Hang Wait. on. <laughs> Hang on. What? Hold on. The California Raisin Campaign eventually failed because its production cost the raisin growers almost twice their earnings. So raisin growers were funding this stupid thing? (laughs) (laughs) You can't be serious. Mm. CalRAB, the organization who made the campaign, was also closed on July 31st, 1994 due to disagreements with raisin producers... (laughs) over the fairness of required payments to the organization. Well, listen, if you're telling me you need to give me 50% of your profits so these idiot digital raisins can sing on TV, Mm. I'm going to tell you where to stick it. It should be noted that this Wikipedia page uh, advertises their religion as raisin. (laughs) Well, that it does. Look at that. Just in case anybody was worried that there might be some anti, <laughs> you know, anti-Christian sentiment with the California raisins, and maybe that got in the way. Did you know their nickname was the Vineys? So did, did they? They didn't have individual names. Just Buddy Miles is the only one listed. Okay, so Buddy Miles is the one who broke them up because everybody else is Buddy Miles and the raisins. Apparently, heard anything on Green? Oh boy. I, this is something I'm surprised hasn't come back with like this decade has felt like nothing short of just straight nostalgia desire. Yeah. Like you see clothing, you see all of these, you know, like Steve, I'm, I'm going to list my Nintendo 64 on eBay. Oh, are they hot now? It's you, hundreds of dollars. Really? It's just sat and in my basement. When was the last basement. time you, paid, you played it? Uh, like maybe 10 years ago, maybe ironically 10 years ago. Yeah thinking this would be fun, and then you realize it's not. Well, I'm sure it is, but when you haven't played something for, at that point, it would probably have been another 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, that controller's a monstrosity. You're trying to figure out anything, and mm-hmm. I, I've i was, I've been in cleaning mode, right? Yeah, you were telling me before you spent the last couple of days, like, organizing, and yeah. you've joined the brotherhood of giving stuff away on Facebook uh, Oh, my God. Thank you to everybody who came to my house and took my garbage. Thank you Isn't so it much. Great? Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you so I don't know what you're gonna do with this random box of wood <laughs> flooring that will only look good if you have the same color of wood. How many flooring. square feet do you think you had? Like would there be enough to do a small I'm guessing closet? they were four inches or three inches by uh, twelve inches. Okay. Maybe enough to do like a small like a laundry room. Maybe. Okay. So I had listed all of this garbage, the wood flooring the, ah, oh boy, I'm trying to think of, oh, I had a bunch of metal, I don't even know what it was, like, metal corner pieces, hmm. I, I have no idea what they were there for, and it had just been sitting in my base since we moved in, underneath all the shelving, yep. and I just left it there, I piled crap on it that I, you know, I thought, oh, I, I better shave this. I'm gonna need this. Why? One, one day I'm gonna figure out what this is and realize I need it. Like we are years away from moving, not like fifteen years or twenty years, but still years away from moving. Mm. And in the back of my mind, I'm already having these thoughts about what the heck am I going to do with this box or this? It's like a glass shelf that someone gave me and I never put up. Yeah, years ago. When Why I when um donate it, donate it or give it away. When uh neighbor Joe moved away, mm-hmm. he him and his wife. It was the longest move I've ever witnessed in my life. Like, I feel like they started taking truckloads away back in the fall. And they finally took the last load of garbage out of there the day that they closed. And I remember talking to, I I was talking to his wife one day, like we were taking the dog for a walk or something. And uh, so his wife was out in the driveway and she just looked at us and she shook her head and she said, don't save anything. (laughs) Don't save anything anything. Well, I think it's it's pertinent for you not especially, but when you inevitably move in the next 6 to months to 1 year, yeah. you need to leave gifts behind like your previous the previous tenants here or owners who left you the garbage bags of elementary school like report cards reports. and yeah. schoolwork that they didn't want and acknowledge it no. didn't want, so they hid it in the attic. In the attic, yeah. And I, because we had, I had her phone number because something I forget what it was. At closing, there was something where she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to leave what? I, maybe it was like a spare key or something." So she said, uh, "What's your number? I'll let, I'll I'll call you or I'll text you, and I can drop it off at the house in the next mm-hmm. two days or something." So I had her number for a while, so for the first month that we lived here, I sent her a text maybe once or twice saying, Hey, I just found this. And there was one thing that she was like, Oh, I totally forgot that. I'll stop by and pick it up. And I left it on the porch, whatever it was. But then the text that went unanswered was the one that said, Hey, I found a uh, four full garbage bags of old book reports and like art class projects just unanswered. She, she definitely saw it. Yeah. Cause it, it was... Uh, Showed red. Yeah, I remember it's showing red, and then there was maybe the, the little bubbles popped up for a second or two, and then they disappeared. No text was ever sent. She probably didn't anticipate you finding them that quick. She was maybe <laughs> she hoping, was hoping... She was hoping for, like, a calendar year to go by, so that way, you know, you wouldn't feel like you could text her because, yeah. of, oh, she wouldn't remember. She didn't have my number. on. right ah, whatever, I'll do it. So when you really surprised her. Uh, she didn't know what to do, and I'm, I'm sure her number has now changed. because oh, definitely. I can't ever deal with that again. Yeah, if I, if I were to call her, you'd actually hear someone pick up, and then they'd try to say, this number has been disconnected. <laughs> the MCI number you have dialed. <laughs> <have. laughs> but that wasn't all they left you either. As we talked about a while oh, with... Man. Toby. so much so much stuff because like the crap back under the deck yeah the back half of our backyard is it's all trees it's trees yeah. and like that uh like ivy or some kind like the ground covering so i don't we don't cut back i don't cut the grass back there because it's all ground covering oh you just don't have the time the steve manor yeah you know you. Oh, I'd, have you to, I'd have to hire a team of yep. what 50 yep, 50 you, landscapers oh yeah my god just for you know uh Bush trimming, all of that, all of the fancy stuff, you know, for yeah. the, because obviously you have your bushes trimmed into seasonal shape. Sure, yeah. So around the Fourth of July, you've got an Uncle Sam. Yep. Come the Halloween, uh, the one is like Chewbacca, and one. is... Oh no! Come around Halloween, you've got the uh, a, a mask, <laughs> oh, a bat, a bat, and uh, things that go bump that, in the yeah, night. Yeah, I don't know how they. Listen, it just says bump. <laughs> credit to your uh, bush trimmers, my horticulturists. <laughs> But does a bush trimmer have an actual name. There's got to be a like a So they they probably I guess, this is probably one of those situations where they prefer to go by something else because the same thing is being called hey garbage man. Yeah, it's like almost a sanitation specialist or janitor, you're a, whatever a, not customer service, but they all prefer different yeah, names. Yeah. Like even my job when I was at a different uh at one of my older jobs, my job was to like, reset coolers. Mm-hmm. So put them in order, fix broken stuff, yeah. and we would just call ourselves Reset. Okay? <laughs> and my boss, who apparently thought that was talking down to us, actually made us change our email signatures to say, Retail Space Representative. Oh, look at you. You got I'm sure you got a bump with that nice... Uh, <laughs> oh, huge pay raise. <laughs> So your question Steve is what is a bush trimmer's title? Yeah. Hedge trimmer. It does not say, it's just kind of, giving me a lot of I'm, listings for hedge trimmers because I'm sure that there is a a fancy name for it like in the in the competitive bush trimming industry. Here we go. What is a hedge trimmer person called? I thought it'd give me the answers <laughs> I need. <laughs> Let me guess. A hedge trimmer. Hedge cutter may refer to a person cutting a hedge, a tool or machine. Okay. Uh-huh. There might not be. Huh. Would I mean, could we call them landscape specialists? No, 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 because I think it has to be specific towards Just bushes. Bush. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's only one way to really figure that out and I have to put it on the poll, I guess. Do bush trimmers have a name or have a yeah, title? Yeah, but they have to be um, like decorative bush trimmers. Yeah. Do decorative. Yeah. 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 Competitive decorative bush trimmers. Where are we at on the same idea though for like ice you know if you have a big event and you want a fancy ice sculpture mm-hmm. are those just all these ice, ice sculptures do you think a lot of, I bet there's a lot of crossover between the two like I bet that there are people who oh it's seasonal work Steve sure it's seasonal work once those bushes don't need trimming anymore mm-hmm. you know come it's a, come but, November, I mean, but yeah but it's a like it's a tight season though you go from bush trimming although I guess you can do ice trimming.
1: In, in the, the summer, summer, too? Yeah, for weddings. And you probably have weddings. to for weddings. Yeah.
0: You probably have to. Oh, boy. So, summers are busy season. Okay. And in the winter, so they're that's... hoping for the ice ice uh, sculpting. Yeah, before this, we talked about... Yeah, where were we at? Oh, yeah. you're deep cleaning. Oh, oh, yeah, obviously. But we, but we digress. digress. So, I've been doing this whole purge thing because I'm thinking... Oh, my... Like, when I move... You're moving. You're moving already? Yeah. Man, you are really just flaunting your wealth during this pandemic. Uh, Three to five years. Three to five. Three to five. Okay. Same area? You staying in the same town? Oh, as far away from here as possible. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's going to be a long drive to record this. Nah, Skype every week. Same... uh, It worked so well. Same type of mojo. Everything will work. I'm already thinking, like... Why do I need this empty box that the KitchenAid mixer came in three years ago? You don't need why, it. I, I understand saving it for you a little bit, right? If you fire it up and for whatever reason the mixing bowl just disintegrates into shards. Yeah. Okay. But why I still had a vacuum cleaner box for a vacuum cleaner that we just replaced mm-hmm. with a new vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I mean, unless you're saving them because... You put other stuff in that box, right. but if you're just saving the empty box, and I used to do that all the time too, I'd save I'd save everything. Now I save a box or two from time to time if I you know I'm going to ship something out or sure. I just want to consolidate stuff. But yeah, it's it's very freeing when you get rid of all that crap. Yeah, and watching the uh, the dumb schlobs who come pick this stuff up. Makes me wonder, like, what are you doing with this garbage? Did you see my latest giveaway? I posted it on our social media, at Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, because I kind of want an update, because of the garbage, okay? I would still place this, though, below the rotted wood with nails (laughs) that was mandatory in order to get the six dollars <laughs> cement bird bath base, <laughs> just base. Remember, Dude, no bath included. No, just it was the, the pedestal. Dollar base from your big box hardware store, and again for that you had to take. How big was it? Do you think eight by eight? It was um, two four by eight sheets. It was two four by eight okay. sheets of rust of not rusty, uh, rotted like plywood. Yeah. And that was the deal with rusty nails sticking out of it because it was the, (laughs) it was the base. It was what the previous owners thought would be a good base for the old shed, which by the way, gave away that too but it was two inches too big to fit through the gate. So the guy literally had to cut the shed in half. Oh my, I think I remember that because I remember the story (laughs) And of you staring at him out the window while he did it. He started at like three in the afternoon and it was nine o'clock at night. It was dark out. And I looked out and I still saw his little headlamp moving around. I would be so self-conscious about someone just roaming around my house for six hours, cutting a shed in half. I didn't care though. I didn't care because the shed is gone. And uh and I'm happy. But Steve, this giveaway is is top tier. Yeah. It's absolute top tier in terms of your crap that you've given away. So you posted this on our social media, that's at Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram mm-hmm. earlier this week. You are giving away <laughs> Look at that. How much like if you had to estimate footage, like lengthwise mm-hmm. total? Thirty feet. Oh no! It was fifty or sixty. Really? Because Did it all come out as one? No, no. It was um, those pieces. Yeah, it was probably. It seems like they came in uh, sixteen foot sections or so. Because I replaced it with new stuff, and I know that I put in four new ones okay. that were sixteen feet long. So it and it was a it, it overlapped a little right. bit. So yeah, it was right around sixty feet. But what you gave away, it's it's the starter edging on every home. Every single home, yeah, I would the argue, black plastic. Yeah, plastic or not, not rubber. It is plastic, but that black plastic. It's got like a a curled top. Yep. That you sink a couple inches into the ground.
1: Yeah, For you put it. Around, t- yeah,
0: put it around a, the base of a tree or your. And I don't want it to come off. or something. Yeah, I don't want it to come off negatively. That's not what I mean by saying. Oh, it's the starter. A lot of houses no, have it. Every, yeah, every house has it. You yeah. go to any house in the world and they have it. Yeah, we we just got rid of ours. Mm-hmm this spring difference being i caught a check for mine. yeah because <laughs> i was not going to do mine. well ours was um ours was in rough shape in some spots it had sunk down so far in the ground that you couldn't even see it so oh. it wasn't doing any it wasn't doing any work holding back the mulch so i was like all right gotta get rid of this and then in other spots i had like hit it with the lawnmower so the top inch or so was just yep. Sheared off. Yeah. And then if it's not even, you can get some growth over the top. Like, that's what mm-hmm. happened to ours. Some of ours had been buried by whether it be runoff, like water or yeah. erosion or whatever. And so half of like grass started to overgrow. It looked like it looked terrible. But as with anything lawn, lawn and landscaping related, if you do the work to upkeep it, it can be fine. Sure. And not run the lawnmower yeah. over it, et cetera. So you had posted this on Marketplace. When? On uh, let's see, the eleventh. So that was like Tuesday, probably. Okay. And afternoon after you get out of work or evening. Yeah, yeah. I came home on Tuesday. I ripped a bunch of it out. I basically I was going along doing one section at a time, ripping out sixteen feet of it, putting in sixteen feet of it, mm-hmm. ripping out another sixteen, putting in another sixteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was posted probably by three or four o'clock in the afternoon. How long did it take? Well, I, I don't even know. Is this something that you still have? No, oh, God, no! Oh my, no! Another indictment, and I did not have to cut it up and put it in the garbage like Richard K. Reed suggested on Facebook. Yeah, Dick Reed, keep your <laughs> keep your keep your ideas to yourself. You're talking to a giveaway master. You are talking to the Godfather of the Facebook giveaway. I think that's a fair title for me. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I, so I, I legitimately can't believe this. How long did it take you then to give this away? Well, it was the person messaged me almost immediately, and but they couldn't come out and pick it up that day. It was gone the next afternoon, though. So it was less than less than 24 hours, probably 20 hours. It was gone. Now, did this person show up in a 1992 Buick Regal <laughs> loaded with you know, baskets of other garbage in the back, maybe some masonry bricks. You know what the best part about this is? I don't know. You didn't see it. I said, it's on the side of the house. Don't knock. (laughs) At least you're very cordial about it. (laughs) No, I always word it a little bit nicer. I just say, no need to knock. I'm putting the baby down for a nap or something. Every single time I have given the address to my house, I have said, I'll be putting my son down for a nap. Yeah. Just grab and go. Yeah. And that's what I say. And and I'm taking a chance because I've sold some stuff for, for money. Like I've sold a, like an Amazon Fire Stick mm-hmm. for like 40 bucks, And I said, hey, put the money in the mailbox. Because that's how little I want to interact with anybody well, because from there. inevitably if it's like with something that's free – doesn't matter because they what are they going to say? Like, oh, it's kind of broken. Well, it's free, so yeah. but like in the case of your Amazon Fire Stick, you know that it's going to be somebody and they're going to pick it up and be like, well, I don't know, it looks like it's got a scratch here. How yeah. do I know it works right? Yeah, and then they want to like come in your house and plug it in or something. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that. This isn't a Best Buy display room, <laughs> yeah. this isn't like the Best Buy area. And maybe you remember, maybe this is in your age range, Steve. Where they had the car audio section. Yes. And you could go in that little glass or like audio, uh, not glass. That would make no sense. Circuit City had like, a, it, it felt like a cigar room because yeah, like it was you walk, padded. Yeah, you walk in and there's like, there's fake speakers like at, that form the entrance that yep. you walk in. And there's like, you know, extreme looking writing oh. that says like says like a base zone or something like that. But then you'd go in there and they'd have all of their car CD players because everybody needed an aftermarket CD player. Yeah. And they'd all, they have all of the subwoofers. Yep. So you could go and you push the little button underneath the head unit you want to test. uh, And then you push the button under the tweeters that you want to test. And then you just crank the volume (laughs) because you were so much cooler than everybody else. So you needed to blast it as loud as it could go. Mm Mm-hmm. They sold so little out of those departments <laughs> that Circuit City went out of business. Circuit City's gone, and I don't even think that area exists at Best Buy anymore. Like the car audio yeah, exists, still, but I don't think there's uh, like a separated room. Yeah, probably not. It's usually just like the back corner of the store. I think we've talked about this before, though. How when you got that first car, like your first ride, in in your case, it was the uh, the Cavalier. Yep, um, ninety nine Cavalier with a bra on the bronze front. <laughs> Of course. How did I forget about the bra on the front? Got to cover that rust, Steve. I still remember it was, uh, I got my driver's license. It would have been on my birthday in 1998. And the first thing that I did, like the next day. So my birthday, May 28th, 1998, got Mm -hmm. my driver's license. May 29th, 1998, I had an appointment booked at Circuit City or at, at Best Buy, To get my head unit and my 6 by 9 speakers put in my car. Yeah, it's one of the first things you have to do when you're in your teenage years. Because that's the only way you're going to get the chicks. Mm -hmm. Is when they sit next to you, their back bounces off of the seat because you're hitting the... And nobody thought at 16, 17 that they needed that stupid... uh, insulation or tape that you'd put on your trunk. Yeah. So while Dynamat, so as cool as you thought you were, every stoplight I'd pull up to in my 99 Cavalier with a bra on the front, all people to the right of me heard was boom, boom, boom. <laughs> But then if you if they listened close enough, it was my trunk begging just, to be released yeah, from its rattling. prison. Yeah. Yeah, just metal on metal. It's just a real a real stunner. I didn't have so many girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, I was horrendously single at that time. Would be for at least another year, maybe two. I don't remember. Someone finally heard those car speakers and was like, "That's the guy for me." Yeah, I mean, That's... shockingly, when when I rolled up in my '86 Pontiac Six Thousand. Whoa! What what color was that, Steve? Oh, it was like a. Uh, it was like maroon. And then it was the color that every like Grand Prix or Grand Am was. My God, that is the most eighties car I've ever seen. <laughs> that is the that's the car you'd see in every single eighties movie lining the streets. Yeah. Oh, accurate. I it's need to, kind hold on. of crazy to me I to need look to find at find a picture of the dash, just so you can see what the future looked like <laughs> in nineteen eighty six. It's kind of incredible because if you look at an 86 this pontiac 6000 and if you look at anything from 1991 and on it's night and day it's like car manufacturers decided hey this thing looks like crap (laughs) hold on i found a picture let me give me a second i'll pull it up on the on the jumbotron so you can see it Um, Don't forget, we will get back to, uh, just a minor side note here, we will get back to Steve's Facebook giveaway. (laughs) So, whoa! I mean, no shortage of buttons here. Listen, (laughs) airplane pilots today have less to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> than than what I'm looking at on that jumbotron. I did you even know what they were all for, dude? It now this was the this was the Pontiac 6000 STE. STE stood for Special Touring Edition, obviously. So it had a, a digital dashboard that basically made it look like Kit from Knight Rider. Um, but everything like this was your RPMs here. There was a the speedometer was um, just digital numbers. Like not a hey, that's early for not, that, not man. a sweep. Yeah. But look at this radio here. I wouldn't even know how to find a station. It, it had probably twenty five buttons on it. But it that was like back in the day when it had you know how you can adjust the the fade and the balance, you know, oh, so you yeah. can fade from front to back. Yeah, and when right. you had the subwoofers, you'd always want to f- fade it to the back. Yeah. Well this thing had actual little faders on it that you Oh would so you were adjusting it. Yeah. Almost like an audio mixer. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly just like this. But yeah, so I had this thing. This old relic was removed, and then I had an, a CD player uh, from the company Iowa. Oh yeah, are they still around? A I W A. I can't imagine. Hold I on. feel like they are because I think like if I think you could still buy like even appliances or something from them, can't you? Let's see. Oh, of hmm. course, it brings up Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. I know okay okay so you can still buy like boom boxes yeah which one of those hasn't sold in 24 years no nope hey there's one from crutchfield these were way way nicer than the one i had oh yeah well yeah the old crutchfield magazine that is i still i've ordered stuff within the last two years from crutchfield really yeah yeah, the head unit that I have in the Jeep I ordered from Crutchfield. I would have put that in the same catalog, as, well, as East Bay, <laughs> East Bay. You know? Oh my God, I remember East Bay. All I wanted was those uh, was the the pair of airwalks um, <laughs> that were tennis balls. Like the the material was tennis balls. I just wanted moon shoes. <sighs> Hold on, tennis balls. So while you looked that up, Steve, how much? Uh, no, what- <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, hey, you can still get them. Hey, those, those are kind of nice. Oh, you can get out of here at that price point. Sixty-five bucks. That's not. I'd have given you twenty-five. I ain't a sixty-five-dollar pair of tennis ball shoes. All right, let's. See. We got to find out if East Bay is still. In oh, this. it is. I still get that magazine about <laughs> once every year or two. Like I'm, not, I'm definitely not like on their list because it's so infrequent well, that I get an East Bay, but it's like right. once every two years. Next time it shows up, you got to get me a order me a pair of Jinkos. <laughs> I'll uh I'll take a look. Maybe I can get you some fubus. <laughs> uh what is the age difference, Steve, uh, between you and Mike? Uh my my brother Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh like 2 and I uh, was like 3 years older than me. So was the 86 Pontiac 6000 a uh a, a hand-me-down? Not from him, no. Okay, so no. it wasn't like a, you know, your parents bought the six thousand for Mike. Nope. and then when you inherited the six thousand, he got a new car. No, no, no. he had. Um, I mean, his was it was like an eighty, maybe eighty six or eighty seven. Should have, been text. Should have been text what was his first car? Actually, I have yeah, my phone up. I can find that out. Yeah, too. I know that it was. I'm a... curious what the Steve family auto lineage <laughs> looked like. For some I know that it was a it was a Pontiac sunbird but i don't know what i i want to say 88 or 87 and and the, is this something cuz not everybody's like you uh where they know their well they should know their first car but I, is mike the kind of guy who like every year every two years he's upgrading is he always getting the no, new no, no. new okay so he's hanging no. on to a car yep all right recording now what was make model color of your first yeah, cuz I can picture it. I know that it was a a Pontiac Sunbird. It was red, and it, I want to say it was like between 86, 87, 88 somewhere in there. How did how did he get that Chick Wagon? <laughs> and you got that 6000. Now, it wasn't the convertible, be, right? No, but it looked identical to the 6000. It was maybe a foot and a half shorter. It looks like the exact same gallery on Google. <laughs> That's what I just, Boy hard to see why. Yeah. Pontiac went out of business. I feel like I could search for any '80s Pontiac car, and it here's would up here's screen. a much better picture of this was the my exact God, the man. exact dash of my first car. Well, look at the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the heck see, is going on with that? See, this one was one of those like since it was the STE, which was the top of the line. This thing had uh, steering wheel controls for the radio, but nowadays. If you upgrade a radio, you can get a converter that will make your factory controls on your radio still work. Oh, really? But back then, I remember being so disappointed when I picked it up from Best Buy that I went back into the the like road zone or whatever they call it yeah, yeah, yeah. and saying like, "Hey man, the volume button on my steering wheel doesn't work anymore." And the guy's like, "Yeah, that's cuz you changed the radio. Like, that technology was still 15 years away." Yeah, you would just assume that we had <laughs> uh jumped light years ahead and been able to fix that yep but look at that thing man! that thing is an airplane like you wouldn't even be able to have it like taking a chick out for a date (laughs) like sorry i can't have a conversation i've got 18 (laughs) faders to worry about and i have to do this five switch combination to turn the headlights on 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 of what we can see there are 24 buttons on the radio and I know that this is the first fader. There are still at least three more after it. Unreal. Yeah. Wow. And did you, was this the, uh, Did you drive her to the wheels fall off on her? I drove it for just less than a year and then I ran into somebody on my way to school one day. Oh, yeah. Well, proper end for the Pontiac <laughs> brand. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I rear ended somebody. They hit somebody else, and then they hit somebody else. And when we all got out of our cars, they were all people that were in my class, like in my homeroom. So I remember being very disappointed that I had caused that accident. So I was like, so you guys want to go out for breakfast? And I took everyone out for breakfast, and we all showed up to school late. Now, was Pontiac, Pontiac and Plymouth were the same? Were they the same? I don't know. Uh, Pontiac was under GM Oh, okay So yeah, no, no It wouldn't have been the same Because Plymouth would have been under Like Chrysler at the time, I guess You're probably right Because I could give you One million guesses as to My favorite car Ever Hmm And I'll say this The favorite car ever I decided When I was probably 13 or 14 Okay, so 13 or 14 What year would that have been? 2000 and 2001 and i think i haven't changed it simply because i don't care okay but, so i think i have an idea then i think you may have had a tell by saying plymouth oh yeah 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 i was giving i was, was definitely it, leading was it the plymouth prowler steve my favorite car ever <laughs> a car that i want before i die <laughs> the prowler. is the 1999 plymouth prowler Oh my god, that thing's horrendous. Are you kidding me? I stand by it. This thing looks great. <laughs> this is such a, a midlife crisis dad mobile. <laughs> but I wanted it when I was 14. I mean, acceptable when you're 14, but still holding on to it when you're, what, 30? But look 30? at this thing in the burnt orange. Oh, oh. oh. God, that thing is gorgeous. I stand by it. it I'm actually going to look at where I can get one right now, man. And, and from what I remember, it had a ridiculously underpowered yeah, four-cylinder. Four cylinder. It would go like yep. 60 miles per hour, and that's it. Uh, quick update: Brother Mike had a 1986 red Pontiac Sunbird, like yep. you anticipated, okay. Steve. Yeah, I but, just wasn't sure of the year. But listen, even 253 horse, so. I think the upgraded version maybe had a V6, Steve. Had a 3.5 liter V6, 250 yeah. horsepower. Take that baby out to the drag strip because <laughs> of the, how aerodynamic it is. <laughs> how did we get on this topic? I don't know. We were talking about your giveaway. I st- yeah, still doesn't make sense. But
1: we, we digress.
0: digress. So, Steve someone came and picked this stuff up would you describe it as usable because if i remember right this black plastic edging it's got like two hooks mm-hmm. right so that bottom hook goes into the the dirt yeah what it uh, it has a like it goes straight into the ground but then it has like a little kick up on the bottom of it which is designed so it keeps it in the ground so it doesn't pull up out of the ground easily yeah um was it y- use was it cuz you ripped you're not you're not carving uh, the sand out or the dirt out around it to save you know, I just, this crap. I just it out. Um Yes. <laughs> I'm sure parts of it were. But I don't know. That's I, I don't like throwing stuff out that I think other people might be able to use. So sure. this person obviously looked at it and said, I can use that. <laughs> and then they came and picked it up. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha I can use it. I might be able to make a new floor. <laughs> Now, if you had to so it's get, it's gone. Honestly, this is a little bit more expensive than I even thought. You can get sixty feet right now, Steve, at the big box store. Sixty mm. feet, which, if we're going to estimate, it's about what you gave away, roughly. Yeah. What would you think, brand new, all wrapped up, nice, mm. beautiful, forty bucks, thirty two ninety eight. Yeah. I I don't know why. I mean, I know it's plastic. It's not free. You want know, to manufacture. Message, the, message the woman back and say yeah. you owe me thirty three bucks. Ask her if you can get ten. <laughs> I think you can get some back pay on this. Mm-hmm. But that is no. I I would say that's in your top three to five giveaways. Yeah, because I, just, I need to come up with a, a Facebook slash Craigslist giveaway wall of fame. Can we get that next? week? Can I get your top three? <laughs> favorite giveaways in terms of either crap you couldn't believe you got rid of or uh, interactions related to it that you're like, whoa, I can't believe oh, that just happened. It's Wreck. I, yeah, Wreck is wreck is the, the gold medalist. So if we, if if I eliminate, you know, interactions with the people and just the wow factor of I can't believe I got rid of this crap, could do you think next week you could give us a top three or top, top five? Three? Yeah, but we may have, yeah, I could do top five because I was
1: like I'm sure we've we'll talked about all we've of them.
0: We've probably talked about most of them on this episode alone, like yeah. the, the heavy hitters. Yeah. I'm just I love it. I love it. I Every time I see you do this, I wonder how much more crap <laughs> can he dig up that he's going to give away. I just can't stop. I can't stop doing it. Uh, it's an addiction, man. It's an addiction. So if anybody's got a line on a 1999 Plymouth Prowler. <laughs> Plymouth Prowler. Listen, I I had checked on this, not ashamed to say it, not that far back. So would you... Like, you wouldn't... No. You wouldn't actually buy one, would you? Not... I mean, listen, that would have to be retirement, not having... People with you because it's a legit so two seater, uh, so you wouldn't get it as a like as just your tooling around weekend car. Well, I don't <laughs> Can listen, you imagine cruising, I know the, cruising through the neighborhood in this thing in like two feet of snow in the middle of February. I know the people you're accustomed to working with. I, it's it's important for me to point out to you the tax bracket I'm in compared to them. So the old weekend tooling around car is uh sure. is definitely but I mean, not in the car. Look, like I had that I've had second vehicles from time to time. Right, but mine have been, you know, like a couple thousand dollar Jeep that Yeah. So if you could find a couple thousand, say you had if you if I found you a $5,000 99 Plymouth Prowler mm-hmm. in decent shape, mm-hmm. drives fine, looks alright, maybe has like some scratches on the bumper, Or, uh, you know, a couple door dings or whatever. Five grand. Say it had 200,000 miles on it. Mm -hmm. You'd be in? It would be a discussion. (laughs) With my wife. I'm surprised you'd keep her in the loop on that, and you wouldn't just come cruising down the boulevard. Hey, babe. (laughs) Want to hop in? No, I've got your son. There's nowhere for him to sit. (laughs) (laughs) You got your convertible top down, the wind blowing through your knot hair. Wind blowing through my hat. All right, babe. See you later then. I'm going cruising. Sure hope no babes want to hop in. Oh, man. Um, Imagine if you had the V6, too. Oh. So, this this Plymouth Prowler was produced for five years, Steve. Five years. Oh, 1997. I didn't, think, I didn't even think it made it that long. I didn't realize it was 97 to '02. If you had to guess the grand total production, all five years, so this is as many that were manufactured and sold in a five-year span, Hmm. what would you guess? And let me tell you, whatever you're thinking... It's too high. It's too high. Oh, boy. I would have thought that that would... Five years I mean it's not surprising that the numbers were low, just looking at it like you that thing you either love it or you hate it yeah, and even if you love it, you're probably not going to buy it right because it's not it, it's simply impractical yeah uh, fifty thousand well, Steve, let me start you off by saying how many they produced in its opening year 1997 oh, I bet it was low I bet it was probably like like five thousand of them produced in 1997. 457. <laughs> okay. But again, not out of the ordinary for a really? br- for a brand new, like... Okay. I mean, that thing's basically a concept car. So are they making those to order? Like, they're not building it until yeah, somebody I mean, buys it at the dealership? Maybe. I don't know. Otherwise, you got all these going-out-of-business Plymouth dealerships <laughs> with 14 Prowlers on the lot. <laughs> right. Grand total, Steve, in the five years, and it, it did switch to Chrysler in 01 and 02 because uh, Plymouth R.I.P. died 2001. 11,702. Okay. So the pool that I'm working from is very, <laughs> is. very limited. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the website where I bought the murder Jeep from. Oh, maybe see if that got see a... See if we can find a, a, oh, a busted up prowler for Man, you. one family's untimely <laughs> death is Kyle's gain. There is one Plymouth prowler. Okay, give me a year. Give me, a, you and know, some they, details. Oh, boy, it's, it's perfect. It's a 99. Yeah, what color? Uh, it's like plum. <laughs> yeah, I like the purple. That purple metallic's a nice look. Oh, boy. All right, let's see the... Uh, uh, primary damage, <laughs> it's listed as all over. <laughs> Secondary damage. That can be... Uh, undercarriage. Okay. And where is this vehicle? Oh, okay, so it's a Canadian vehicle. It's up uh, up in Ontario. Oh, they can ship her down. I'm so not going gonna... up there. Well, one, we can't. Uh, we're not welcome. Yep, true. Hold on, let me calculate some shipping for you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that customs will okay we are not available to deliver that's all right though we're gonna figure it out we're gonna well what no no Steve you're you're looking at the look car look at that butte. whoa that's in bad shape <laughs> <laughs> but hey oh <laughs> I mean I'm no car expert but I've uh, I've worked on one a time or two. Typically, the wheel goes up and down, not side to side. Well, at least that's coming with the car. <laughs> you know, at least they ship they ship that separate. Yeah, I'm sure they just throw it in the passenger seat. But look, look at the back of that thing. Looks beautiful. So now let's let's get a, t- a tiny price tag. Okay, to I'll, rebuild the disaster, see. every airbag blown. Do you think $20, is a fair number to rebuild it? Um, including price of the vehicle because right now no, it is extra. Right now it is at seventy three hundred dollars Canadian. don't uh, you know how the hell that converts? Oh boy, that's this is uh, this is your issue here. This is your issue. This thing got hit hard on the pa- on the driver's side. Yeah, I'm not in board. I'm not on board anymore because I think we could do this, man. We could rebuild this. I don't have twenty thousand to put into rebuilding the no, I bet, the I bet the that. Um, on top of the seventy three hundred, I bet by the time you get it here, it's going to be ten grand. I bet for twenty all in, that thing could be roadworthy. Twenty grand all in. Now granted, in. I'll never be able to sell it, as we know, based on uh, your experience trying to sell a disaster vehicle. Well, um, I mean, why would you want to? It's your favorite vehicle ever. Forty eight weeks. <laughs> I could buy one in perfectly fine shape for thirty five. Yeah, but that's this is twenty. Oh, done. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, that's where we are. How much? Twelve thousand miles. Twenty-seven nine. No, I. St- I, can, I, can, I don't have to do the work. I, I have can, to ship it. I can get you behind the wheel of this one for half that, and I would bet they'd sell me sell me that for. Twenty-five. I bet that parts are a little difficult to find for the Prowler since it was only made for like Five 15 meters. minutes. <laughs>
1: this, <laughs> is
0: a, this is your Comanche. They built this thing about as long as it takes uh, to do a soft serve cone at the self-machine. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And that was this it. This is, yeah, this is your... Um, Got one for 28 29 I can get this car in the 20s, Steve. And I can get this car in the 20s here. Now, granted, it's still much more than the car I currently come drive on, that on. I just bought. I think you need to... Oh, this thing is gorgeous. You need to go out of your comfort zone a bit. You need to, like, I mean, finally your dream will come true where we can rebuild a car together. <laughs> that is, is something I've definitely, uh, you know dreamed about rebuilding the car nothing sounds more rewarding look at this thing though look at that look at that pretty girl she's a she's a beaut Clark gorgeous this seems like a place. I'd never heard of this place, either of you, but look at like the backdrop of this place. Look, look at how American they are. But what, look at all the cars. Isn't that a place you'd like to go? They mm-hmm. just stroll around and touch the cars. And go, ah, 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 ah. Like Jim <laughs> Allen? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I got you here in this building, I'd buy a Prowler. <laughs> you would walk around. <laughs> like you'd puff your <laughs> chest out. You'd become. You would become Tim uh, the Two. I'd become Man the Taylor. caricature that you assume that I am already. No question. <laughs> no question. You'd have to you'd have to switch out your hat to like some greasy Mopar hat yeah. to yeah. show that you fit in. Oh, I got a Firestone hat upstairs. That'd be perfect. This place actually looks kinda cool. You got nineteen fifteen Model T oh. there. Believe no the interest in that. I don't have any interest in those whatsoever. You're not interested in the no. old old No. Nope. really. I mean they're they're like, I look at them and I think Oh, that's cool. But I uh, yeah, zero interest in ever like driving one this or thing, owning you one. You wouldn't even, just for a spin around the block. Just I'd to take see it what for a spin like, around the block, but this thing looks pretty neat. Yeah. 10,900. I mean, I'm sure it's obviously it's fully rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Man, 18 miles per gallon. You have to use 60 octane. What? Where? where I wouldn't even you Would you have to do it yourself? Do would, I have to drill just, a well? I was just saying, do you just, <laughs> <laughs> Do you just get the octane down by diluting 87 with gas, with water? Sure. Yeah. 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 Throw her in there and you're, you're cooking. All right. So we are keeping an eye on this. Oh, this thing is up for auction tomorrow. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. So it hasn't even started bidding. The auction. No, you can, with this site, you can pre-bid, which is stupid because that just runs the price up before the auction actually starts. Yeah. But when it hits the auction block, it'll only be on the auction block. As long as people are bidding on it in real time. Okay. Wow. Yeah, keep your eye on that for me. It's definitely something. Did we that's... figure out? Wait a minute. What's seventy three hundred Canadian? Yeah. No. Let me uh, let me do that real quick. Seventy three hundred Canadian dollars. Canada dollars. All mm-hmm. right. Looks because... like, oh, look at that! Hey, saving a buck. Fifty five hundred US. We might be able to get that to me for seven grand. Well, I don't know what the what the deal is with customs and right border i say we just drive over there we again we can't we'll strap that wheel on <laughs> i'll hold the wheel in the passenger seat and we'll drag the tripod <laughs> across the border <laughs> we'll just have to lean to the right what would you do though if we get that thing here and that's like hey it's a cool car <laughs> I wonder if Annette would like the Plymouth Prowler. I'll send it get to her. Get back to us me by the up. end of the episode yeah. because, uh, Steve, we've got time to filibuster because it is time, and it is my week, to give everybody here a Kenny Rogers Fact of the Week. It's time for me. Kenny Rogers to to hold 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 Fact of the Week. You've got to know when to hold a Fact of the Week. No when to fold God. I still can't believe you like the Plymouth Prowler. It's a beautiful car. It's a hot rod, man. Like a modern day hot rod. <laughs> oh, you probably like the Chevy. Uh, what is it? Like the HHR too? Oh, good God, no! That box. That thing looks terrible. No, it's the. Oh no, 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 not that. The. All right, never mind. You, okay, I'll continue. Chevy. See, we spend a lot of time here when we discuss Kenny Rogers, as we do every week now, talking about the multi-talented and the other abilities that Krog had. Okay. Krog. Yes. All right. K okay, Rog. And, and we don't need to run him down because we do every week. The tennis player, photographer, uh, home designer, chicken yeah. op- entrepreneur. Uh, chassis. Funny car chassis builder. Funny car chassis builder. He's just in there welding away. <laughs> You think Kenny Rogers ever once actually touched like tools to help build I a funny car He seems like the kind of person who doesn't lend his name to just anything unless he's all in. I disagree. I bet he was there frying chicken. I bet he stayed 30 feet back and every time somebody started welding, he goes, Ooh, <laughs> I just feel like Kenny wasn't getting near open flame or sparks in a garage and like <laughs> I don't know anytime he touched something I don't know. That- I th- look would it surprise me if he did yeah. no of course not the man he's a he, he's a Renaissance man he does everything well Steve Steve oh, by the way I figured out what I what truck I was, yeah uh, I looked it up by by googling Chevy truck thing from the early 2000s oh, that's exactly what you need <laughs> and I was able to return the Chevy SSR oh woof. <laughs> That's one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Is that a truck? Or is that a car? It's a truck, but it looks like it has the front end from like, you know, a Ford Taurus. Why is the back end so high? I don't don't know. Like, make your mind up. So truck. you're so no no, no to this good All God right. no. All right, good good man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Steve, I'm glad you got your notepad out. I don't because we have another one to add to the list today. Oh boy, what else did the man? What did he, he was like a professional hockey player too. The country singer teamed up. Someone named Mike Blakely. Of course, the Blake. To help write a novel. What? He's a novelist about as well. a talented musician caught in a dilemma. I feel like this blurb could have used a little more detail. Caught in a dilemma. I don't know what. It doesn't specify. <laughs> so that's it. The novel is called, Steve, What Are the Chances? <sighs> not only a singer, not only a photographer, uh-huh. not only a... How are we describing his tennis playing? <laughs> he was like a... Professional level amateur? He, he could have been a professional tennis player from what I remember. I don't mean to disparage the living. But this feels like something Kenny would tell people. Uh, By the way, Annette checks in. No thanks, pretty ugly to the Plymouth Prowler. Everybody's got a few wrong opinions. Guess let's just add this to the list of hers. It's Kyle's favorite car ever. Yeah. What a loser. (laughs) I mean. Ah, mean. Some real editorialization there on the end. (laughs) I am looking to see if you can find this book. Yep. There it is. I'm not paying that price. (laughs) (laughs) A barf emoji, she replies. Uh, Sorry, we got two things going on here at the same time. You can get a hardcover of this right now on Amazon for $7.37. what is it called? What What are the the chances? By Kenny Rogers. And it's got a big uh, line on the top of the book. In Nashville, you play to win. (laughs) Wait, is this like a a book version of The Gambler? Maybe. You know what? Reading this, I'm not too opposed to reading this. I kind of want to. It's 1975, and Ronnie Breed's chart-topping rock band is just self-destructed in a recording studio fistfight. Mm. Ronnie makes a bold decision. Return to Texas and reinvent himself as a solo act. Enter Ronnie's cousin, who recruits him for a new kind of venture. Wants to televise a Texas Hold'em tournament. Oh, okay. And Ronnie could never say no uh-huh. to his cousin. So... Looking at the cover right here. Yeah. Real bummer for uh Mike Blakely. <laughs> like, it really put him in his place because Kenny Rogers is in the biggest font ever. Mike Blakely, maybe a third of the size. That reminds me, and I want to double check because seeing that cover right there, I feel like I've seen that recently, too. Okay, it's the same size font, but James Patterson is a big author. Mm-hmm. And he co-wrote a book with Bill Clinton last year. Okay. And Bill Clinton got top billing. <laughs> of course. I mean. But James Patterson has. Like he. I, I would think that James Patterson is in the top 10 modern. Like most successful authors of all time. Mm-hmm. His series. I think he did the Alex Cross series. He's the most read author of our generation. But he's not. He wasn't a president. He was not a president. So. But yeah. Bill Clinton. Getting the uh getting the top billing. But yes, it's very similar to Kenny Rogers. So I know it's early, folks, but it'll be here before you know it. If you're making a little list Check it twice. To, to check it twice someday. <laughs> go ahead and add. What are the chances? By I, Kenny Rogers and Mike Blakely. And Blake Blakely. Blake Blake. Be late. Be late. Be late. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Fact of the week. You've you got to know to when to hold, to hold up. up. Fact of the week. Know when to fold them. <laughs> Annette checking in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just a completely random conversation we're having. Sure. Not, not about anyone. I mean, anything. we're recording, so, I mean, if you could keep it on the up and up. <laughs> Big time loser. <laughs> what the? What is happening right now? I guess it makes sense with his love for comic books. I'm sitting in the basement. What the <laughs> hell is this? A roast? It looks like the Batmobile or something. It kinda does. Now that you mention it. <laughs> now that you mention it. Do you think that's what attracted you to the Plymouth Prowler? Maybe. It's I, I don't know. I loved it as a teenager, and uh that's definitely the car that I wanted. Uh, Steve let me quickly update last week's polls there's only two of them oh, before yeah. we uh before we hit the road here today mm-hmm. first one last week we discussed do both crabs and lobsters scream hmm well because what is the it's I thought it was lobsters that the people had said if they're I, alive they scream well, I know for a fact that crabs do because i've I've heard it really yeah that make you still want to eat it Mouth salivating a little not more. A big, not a big seafood yeah, person. Yeah, I get the seafood out of my life, too. Yeah. No, thank you. I'll take a good... Uh, take some sushi, though. I mm. like sushi. <clears throat> Non-cooked seafood? Yeah, that's great. Well, a lot of it's not even seafood. Right. Like a lot of it's imitation right. crab meat. And you know stuff. what? That's right. I'll have popcorn shrimp. <laughs> what do <are> you, 12? 12. <laughs> 70% of the audience, Steve, said yes. By the way, I'm right on board. Popcorn shrimp's fantastic. Is it fantastic? Popcorn yeah. anything? is fit? Popcorn yeah. chicken? Yeah. I don't think it's a top three chicken. <laughs> and if you need a reason to tune in next week, top three chickens. <laughs> so we rank our chickens. <laughs> I mean, grilled, fried, popcorn. No, oh, no. You got your breast, you got your wing. You got, you got oh, a, okay. So you're going. But like, then you cuts. can even go further and like how you prefer it, like. You know, grilled breasts, Mm. you know, fried, Fried. (laughs) you know, all the ways, all the ways you can cook (laughs) chicken breasts. Is this our most disjointed episode yet? I don't know. I feel like we really hit our stride when we started talking to 86 Pontiac uh, (laughs) 6000. And this one, Steve, I texted you again about this this week because I feel like every now and again, maybe some of our audience needs a verbal lashing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Poll question. Second one last week. Do they make boxing gloves for shark fins? Talking about obviously the Mike Tyson. Oh boy. Great white shark rumble. This has the potential for someone to be really serious. Well, Twitter took it awful serious, Steve. Because mm. on Twitter, 51% of the audience said no. I hate you all. What what, what What's going on here? You just voted on crabs and lobsters screaming. Okay? We're not even that far removed from do you pull the one-armed bandit or just hit the repeat button. (laughs) I think that has potential to be in the... um, Oh, it's a dark horse in the tournament. In the tournament. No question it's a dark horse. Again, next year's Field of 64 will be our best polls from the previous calendar year. I actually had another idea that I want to pitch to you about the polls. Off the air? Off the, off the cash I'm mentioning it to you off the air. But, I, cause, yeah, because I like this idea, but I have an alternative All right. that might work. Um, but thank goodness Facebook came through in the clutch. Not nearly enough, though. Mm. So they combined 55% of the audience, Steve, said yes. They do make boxing gloves for Sharks. Good. And, again, 45% of you, what are you here for? Never in my life have I ever heard such an atrocity. Sharks are endangered, I do declare. (laughs) And you propose that they box? (laughs) What is happening? This is the dumb show we do here every week. (laughs) All of our polls should be 100% the most ridiculous answer. Absolutely, that's what we're doing it for. For God's sake, we got people sending us Hawaiian Larry Ferrari albums. (laughs) And then we've got a whole other section of the audience saying... By the way, we need a a a turntable. Yeah, we need it. By next week. I bet we can get one on Marketplace. Big time podcasts have uh, sponsorship from... I forget what the company's called. They do like modern record players. No, I don't want a modern one. I want the oldest, crappiest one. I want the ones with the big horns on it. (laughs) I don't necessarily want the oldest, crappiest one I want the cheapest one Yeah, because if you're out there, listen, I'll say it. And I've said this and I didn't get to it this week, but next week I'm going to have to give an update on my Twitter hot takes. The fans were ablaze this week. Yeah, I saw that. They were very upset with me. So we'll get to that next week right after we rank our chickens (laughs) and my five (laughs) and your five favorite (laughs) giveaways on Facebook. Market. That's a big week for us. That is a big reason to tune in. We want the oldest, crappiest record player. So they're all an eyesore. Ideally, if you're in the West Michigan area, we'll stop by and pick it up. Yeah. But uh, to those of you that are not in the West Michigan area, don't be afraid to spend a few bucks and send that thing to us. Super cheap to send a turntable (laughs) uh, across the country. Yeah. I want one with a built-in speaker of some kind. I don't want to have to hook it up to my hi-fi. So, uh... Yeah, listen, so we need a it. modern one, or a modern usable one, but all looking because it's got to be crappy and cheap, so we can listen to Larry Ferrari in Hawaii. Wait, wait this is a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, directions. A lot of very specific <laughs> characteristics that this thing needs. Oh, beautiful. All right, lots of polls up this week. Facebook, Twitter at steven kyle also instagram at Stephen kyle uh we need to come up with a way keep an eye on our social media over the next week uh, we're going to be giving away copies i think we have five copies that we're going to be giving away of uh, the king of staten island our big huge giveaway we talked about last week so stay tuned for that chance to win a copy of that coming up soon is that it anything else i think that's it yeah we'll uh big week next week make sure you're tuned in talk to you next week